This is Magic Drive Time, your daily dose of Orlando Magic basketball. Drops it off to Vooch, he'll dunk it down. Daddy Vooch! Magic Drive Time is presented by International Diamond Center, your local diamond experts since 1981. Throws up ahead to Isaac and look at the tomahawk from the Seminole. Chief Osceola smiling somewhere. Now here's your host, Jake Chapman. And welcome in Magic Drive Time. Jake Chapman here with you in our Magic Studios. We are presented by the International Diamond Center. Start of a new week for the Magic. Last week of February, it's going to be mid-April before you know it. The final stretch before the postseason. Magic in the eighth seed right now. Big game tonight against the Brooklyn Nets in Brooklyn. We'll see the Nets again on March 23rd in Brooklyn. Those two games could go a very long way as far as determining those last two playoff spots in the Eastern Conference. Brooklyn right now 26-29. and 29. They are two and a half games clear of the Magic for that seven seed. Orlando 24-32. and 32. They're three and a half games up right now on the Washington Wizards for the eight seed in the Eastern Conference. And then if you look right behind Washington, you got the Chicago Bulls. They are five games back. So uh, it's starting to shape up, and, and, and the Hornets are right there even with the Bulls five games behind the Magic for the eight seed in the Eastern Conference. It's going to be real tough to catch the Indiana Pacers or anybody else as far as the top six go. So it's probably going to be Orlando and Brooklyn battling it out for those last two spots. Got to keep an eye on the Washington Wizards, of course, uh, over your shoulder. But this is a huge game this week, uh, uh, tonight, and then this week. Some winnable games for the Magic. Got the Atlanta Hawks on Wednesday in Atlanta. Uh, Come back home. We'll see the Minnesota Timberwolves on Friday night at the Amway Center. And then it's at San Antonio on Saturday. One of those home road back-to-backs. Big week, certainly, for the Magic coming up here after taking that loss to the Dallas Mavericks on Friday night. See a series of thrilling NBA games, all for one low price, with the Orlando Magic Slam Dunk Fast Break Pass. Purchase one pass for only 44 bucks. You'll see four Magic home games at the Amway Center. Visit orlandomagic.com slash fastbreak to purchase your Slam Dunk Pass today. Keith Smith on Twitter, at KeithSmithNBA. He's one of the best cap guys there is. He's based here in Orlando. He covers the Celtics for Celtics Blog. He does stuff for just about everybody. Uh, He contributes uh, content for Slam Magazine, for NBC Sports, uh, for Real GM as well. And he's going to join me here in a moment. I'm going to play some of an interview from the Magic Weekly podcast. I do it every Monday, uh, and it's available wherever you get your podcast content. Spotify, uh, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, wherever you wherever you grab your podcast content, you'll see the Magic Weekly podcast, and we have daily podcast content. We've got the uh, Pod Squad coming out on Tuesdays. We've got the Uno a Uno podcast with Joey Colon. Uh, that drops on Wednesdays. The Magic Memories podcast on Thursdays, and the Magic Life with DJ Augustine on select Fridays as well. But I talked to Keith uh, earlier today, and we talked Brooklyn. We talked about the trade deadline with the Magic. We talked about this summer and free agency and how everything can shake out. Uh, and we talked about the Brooklyn Nets as well. Take a listen. Magic back from the All-Star break last week. Take the L on Friday night against the Dallas Mavericks. And, Keith, I want to go back to the uh, to the trade deadline with you here. You do such a great job of keeping up on uh, on cap stuff and all the different ramifications with free agency and contracts and all that good stuff. Were you surprised the Magic weren't a little bit more aggressive at the deadline? They make a small move, bring in James Ennis, who obviously fills uh, an important role and an important hole right now as far as the Magic's rotation goes. But did you expect something bigger come deadline time? Yeah, I thought because they had the disabled player exception for Alfred Camino of $4.6 million, that they might be a little bit more aggressive with using that. 
challenger was finding a player who fits in that slot. It can't be combined with salary or anything like that. You had to use it by itself. So that, that surprised me. But when you look at it on a whole, I think the Magic's most tradable pieces, as far as players go, are guys that they would rather have. Than, than anybody that they could have brought in to replace them. Unless they were going to do some sort of major blockbuster deal that saw Aaron Gordon or Evan Fournier go out and bring back some uh, big salary player, which that doesn't seem like it was on the table. I'm really not surprised it kind of helped Pat. And, but, you know, getting James Ennis, that's good work on the cheap, you know, to, to jump in there and help Philadelphia clear a roster spot. And I think Ennis will help, help Orlando the rest of the season. Yeah, they slid him into the starting lineup on Friday. I think, you know, Weltman was saying at sort of after the deadline, like we, we're without a position. We don't have a power forward this year when you consider Isaac's out and then what happened with Al Farouk Aminu. Um, tell me about James Ennis. I mean, you slide him in there. I think next to Aaron Gordon, the ability to switch screens and, um, and, and just kind of have a stalwart there within the starting lineup obviously is going to bring what he does defensively. But uh, how much can Ennis help? I feel like we're in year – five, six of they need more shooting. They need more shooting. And that's number one thing that Ennis is going to help with. He's a pretty good shooter. He's a better defender than I think he gets credit for. And then he's a guy who, if you're not really giving him the – the uh, proper defensive attention. He can do do a few things off the bounce. He's not going to break you down uh, on any regular basis. But if you're you know getting a little lax or you turn your head, he, he might go past you um, pretty quick off the dribble. So I think he's going to really help. But it's the shooting that's going to be the number one thing that he's going to bring because too all too often we see with the Magic the floor just collapses on them and it makes it really hard for them to create offense. So anybody who can open that floor up is going to be big time. Is that the biggest issue right now with this team, Keith? When you look at it, I mean. They played Dallas pretty well on Friday night, came out in the third quarter, 13-4 out of halftime. But at at one point in the first half of that game, you were 3 of 22 from three-point range, and it just seems like it's a problem that sort of crops up night in, night out. In this league, you got to be able to knock down shots from the perimeter. Yeah, absolutely. I think shooting and then lack of offensive creation off the bounce. Those are the two things that that they struggle with. Now, that's gotten better, as Markel Fultz has gotten more and more confident and is making more plays off the dribble. That's been big. Evan Fournier, for a a few years running now, has been their best offensive creator off the dribble. It'll free up a little bit more with DJ August and getting back now and, and being able to play those minutes behind Fultz. So, so I think ha- having those three guys, that's going to help uh, things quite a bit. But but those are the two things. It's consistently knocking down shots because if you look at the overall profile, once in a while you'll glance at you catching on the right day and it's like, well, I don't look so bad. But then when you look at it, it's, oh, well, Terrence Ross went you know, six of eight and, you know, Fournier knocked down four of six or something like that. Those just, these are too few and far between. It's just not consistent from the outside. Keith Smith, my guess, what have you seen from Fultz from the beginning of the season to now? And I mean, are we just scratching the surface with this guy and what he could potentially be? Yeah, absolutely. I love his competitive nature more than anything else. We saw that right from day one. It's uh, I'm going to get the ball and I'm going to go at you. Yeah. I'm going to make you guard me. I'm going to make plays. I'm going to do things, whether it be you know getting into the paint for myself for a score or finding my teammates. And when you really factor in that he's still a, such a young guy, he's really you know had two kind of wasted years to start his career. He's just now figuring this out. He's learning how to play on the fly here. And learning how to play on the fly as a point guard is maybe the hardest thing to do in the NBA. And then when you factor in, he's a big-time defender. He's long, he's yeah. strong, he's very physical. I think Markel Fultz is going to be, you know, we've been waiting for a long time for Orlando to get that that guy, someone who can really be like, wow, you know, they got him. And they've had so been just so unlucky in the drafts where it's been, 
one pick before is the guy or two picks before something like that. Or they're just out of the range of a, of a three player draft. They land at four and things like that. But I think getting Fultz in that trade where they really didn't give up much at all. This is huge for Orlando going forward because he fits in. He also fits in with the timeline around Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac. Those are three young guys. You can feel really, really good about building around with some good vets around him as well. So I think, think he's going to be huge for Orlando going forward. And has been very good so far this year. Tell me about Gordon, just sort of your, your impression. I mean, you, you've been watching the guy for, uh, I think, his entire career, and you know he's so interesting because there are a lot of things he does well that I don't think he gets credit for. Like he's a pretty good playmaker. He's a pretty good creator off the bounce. He, he gets in trouble when the ball stops and, and, and he dribbles air out of the ball and he takes a long two or a step back uh, or whatever. But he's such an interesting player. I'm not sure if he's been miscast early in his career. Obviously, he's dealt with a whole lot of coaching changes and hasn't really been able to gain traction uh, and, and and find his niche. I think, but there's still a whole lot more there, isn't there? There absolutely is, and I love that you called out his playmaking because I think that is probably the most underrated part of this game. People see you know the flashy highlight dunks and things like that, and then they people I think now have come around to this guy's a pretty good defender. But I think his ability to to make things happen off the dribble has been big. You're absolutely right. Occasionally he you know tries to. It's like if it doesn't happen on the first attempt. It's not always best to try, try again. Right. Sometimes it's better to get rid of it and, and move it off to somebody else. And, and that's where I think he tries a little bit too hard. This year, I think a lot of his struggles has come from, I just don't know that he's healthy. I know he's played, and he's not really saying much, and neither is the team. But something just seems a little off with him. He wasn't explosive for the first part of the year like he usually is. Didn't look like he had that same lift. That started to come around over the last, call it a month, month and a half or so. And I think that's going to be big for him down the stretch is he can prove you know, that he's healthy and able to get after it. That's big for him and the Magic. And like you said, he's really the only power forward of note on the roster left. And that wasn't even really his intended role anymore. It was never really intended for him to be a power forward. They they were trying to transition him into more being a a small forward alongside Jonathan Isaac, and now he's had to step up. But I I think – you know, we'll see him get healthier, hopefully, and really have a big impact the rest of the way. What do you What do you make of that as far as the four and the three? I mean, they always say in this league, you are who you guard. So it doesn't seem like it makes a huge difference to me. I think the, the vision is obviously to have him next to J.I., uh, and then you've got, you know, you've got two guys that you can deploy uh, against just about any wing across the league. Um, but it, it, do we make too much of that, the hand-wringing over whether or not he's a three or a four? Absolutely, we do. I think when you look at it, it is. They're forward. And yeah. That's it. That's where it ends. They're interchangeable in the way the Magic want to play. I think Steve Clifford has done a good job kind of modernizing the, well, what the Magic are, where it's really there's a ball handler, there's some wings, and then there's a big. And that's, that's really kind of how they play. And, and although Isaac and Gordon are both, both bigger guys and they can do things inside, a lot of what they do starts from, from the outside in. And I think that's the way the NBA plays it now. And I don't, I don't think, you know, Jeff Weldman, John Hammond, Steve Clifford, I don't think any of those guys are worried about is he a three or a four. I think that's more of a fan-created thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, I think people turn on 2K, and 2K says someone's a power forward, <laughs> so they're a power forward and that's it. In reality, it doesn't really matter. They, they can both that's the cool thing with the him and Isaac. They can really all they can both defend all the same kind of guys, and they can both you know be interchangeable offensively as well, which is is pretty good. Isaac's a little further behind with his off the dribble game than Gordon is, but that's that's okay. That'll come eventually for him with time. Uh, Magic Nets tonight. The Nets in the seventh seed right now, two and a half games clear of the Magic. Obviously, a, a, a big matchup here. We'll see him again 
in March in Brooklyn. Uh, found out last week Kyrie Irving will be out for the rest of the season with that shoulder. But I, I, I don't know, Keith. I mean, the Nets have won, what, five of seven? They've won three of four? You know, I, I'm not going to be one of these, they're better without Kyrie type of guys. And obviously this season is just sort of a, let's see who's going to stick around next year when we get Kyrie and KD back. But uh, tell me about this Brooklyn team. They, I, I don't know. I mean, they look like a, a pretty good team. They still have talent all over the place. Certainly getting Karis LeVert back and healthy. Um, he's been very effective since he's come back. And it looks like a pretty solid bunch, Keith. Yeah, they absolutely are. I think what makes um, sense for the Nets is when they're down, Kyrie Irving, everybody slots in a little easier into the positions that they were in a year ago. Mm. And that was a pretty good Brooklyn team last year. They, they you know, made a really you know, nice run to the playoffs and then really challenged Philadelphia a little bit there in the first round. And, and I think Spencer Dinwiddie, he, he's best with the ball in his hand. Karis LeVert, another guy who's good with the ball in his hand. When you have Kyrie, you know Kyrie's going to have the ball, and he's going to have the ball a lot. But when he's not there, that that opens things up for both LeVert and Dinwiddie to kind of play their games and do a little bit more of the things we saw from them a year ago. I'm with you. I'm not going to say teams are better without him because that – it did always, you know, who did they play? Who did, who did that other team have and not have available? And those kind of things when he was out. But they're certainly a little bit more comfortable and they play a little bit more of that free-flowing, everyone's involved style without Irving, which maybe fits, you know, their current personnel a little bit better. And a big thanks to Keith Smith for dropping by. And again, you can get the Magic Weekly Podcast wherever you get any of your podcast content. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, it's all there. Make sure you check it out. Certainly the Magic Weekly Podcast. We'll duck a break in here. When we come back, we'll take a look at these Brooklyn Nets here from uh, some shoot-around sound from this morning as well. Jake Chapman here with you. It's Magic Drive Time right here, 96.9 The Game. When it comes to the best diamonds at the best prices in Florida, Magic fans choose International Diamond Center. It's why IDC has earned the title Exclusive Jeweler of the Orlando Magic year after year. IDC dominates the competition every day with a massive inventory of hand-selected diamonds, literally thousands of designer rings, an unparalleled selection of fashion jewelry, the guaranteed best values in America, and the strongest warranties in the jewelry industry. Learn more at shopidc.com slash gomagic, where Magic fans shop for jewelry. Magic fans, see a series of thrilling NBA games at Amway Center, all for one low price, with the Orlando Magic Slam Dunk Fast Break Pass. Purchase one pass for only $44 and see four Orlando Magic home games. That's four games for only $44. To Augustine Alley-oop to Aaron Gordon, he'll fly up high. That's the captain of the Magic Air Force. Don't miss out. This deal won't last long. Visit OrlandoMagic.com slash fast break to purchase your pass today. At Mountain Dew, we say here's to the doers. The people who know you got to do what you got to do. Who do it big. Then do it bigger. Who don't just watch. So if there's something you want to do, here's a little advice. Grab yourself an ice-cold Mountain Dew. And get to it. That's right. Get going. Get started. Stand up. Jump up. Grab hold of it. Work it out. Grind it out. Get stoked. Get passionate. And do it. Don't ask how you should do it. Don't ask if it can be done. Because there are those who don't. And those who do. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do the do. Exciting news, Magic fans and pasta lovers. Olive Garden and the Orlando Magic have teamed up for a delicious giveaway. When the Magic make three or more dunks during a home game, everyone in attendance receives an offer for buy one entree, get one free. Just open your Magic app after the game to receive the voucher. So grab your tickets for the opportunity to score this mouthwatering deal.
This is Jonathan Isaac from the Orlando Magic, celebrating big wins and the work that gets you there. For those who use disappointments, turning them into opportunities to learn, to grow, and to thrive. For those who rise every day with the sole purpose of improving on who they were yesterday. The experts at Evan Hill support you. For proving we all have the power to rise to any challenge. Advent Health. Feel whole. Magic fans, are you in need of a new roof? Roof damage is not always visible from the ground. In order to make sure your roof is sealed and secure during rain and hurricane seasons, call Carol Bradford Roofing today for a free roof inspection. As the official builder of the Magic, Carol Bradford Roofing is a licensed and insured family-owned company who's been trusted for years to provide quality work and products to protect the most prized possessions under a roof, your family. To speak with a professional today, call 833-237-ROOF or visit cbroofing.com and mention the Magic to receive $500 off your new roof. I'm Robert Palmer, president of RP Funding. With home values at an all-time high, smart homeowners are using RP Funding to access their home equity now more than ever. Home equity could be the best way to finance home improvements, consolidate debt, make investments, or even large purchases. But don't use your home equity to pay closing costs. Let me pay them instead. Visit rpfunding.com or call 855-773-8634, 855-773-8634. Terms and conditions apply. See website in MLS 701 Equal housing. Hey, Magic fans. When the Magic win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. The day after a Magic win, get 50% off regular menu price online orders at papajohns.com when you use the promo code MAGICWIN. That's right. Celebrate a Magic win the next day with 50% off online orders at Papa John's. And don't miss a shot. Track your order live with Papa Track. Papa John's, official pizza of the Orlando Magic. Offer good online only, not valid with any other discounts, delivery fee, and taxes extra, and not subject to discount offer. This is Steve Clifford of the Orlando Magic. It's time to get ready for tonight's game with Magic Drive Time. Uh, Thank you very much, Coach Cliff. Welcome back in Magic Drive Time. Jake Chapman here with you in our Magic Studios, getting set for the Magic and the Brooklyn Nets tonight in Brooklyn. Magic kicking off the week here, uh, back after the All-Star break. Take the loss on Friday night to the Dallas Mavericks, and that game on Friday, look, I could talk all we want about the Magic not being able to slow down Luka Doncic, having problems with the pick and roll, and they absolutely did as far as Maxi Kleba goes. Uh, that's a pretty good stretch big, by the way. Uh, Kleba is coming off the bench. He had 26 points for them on Friday night for the Mavs. Porzingis was good. He knocked down four of nine from three-point range. He had 24 points, 10 boards, five assists, and five block shots did Porzingis, and Luka just sort of came out, established himself early in the game. He finishes near a triple-double, 33 points, 10 rebounds, and 8 assists, um, but he kind of took the second half off. I mean, he he basically built up a big lead. The Mavericks were up 16 by the end of the first quarter, and the Magic did a great job charging back in the third quarter, but this this Magic team is struggling defensively right now um, a little bit. Like, over the last 10 to 15 games, I think you've certainly seen some slippage, basically since New Year's, uh, since Jonathan Isaac went down. Um, the defense hasn't quite been exactly what it should be. Uh, they are, let's see, they're allowing 110.8 points in their last 15 games, and that's about five more points um, than, their, than their league average, which is right about 105.7, which is one of the best scoring defenses in the league. Um, so, look, it, it, you've seen some slippage defensively, but the point is 
The offense is the problem right now, and the offense, you know, we've talked all year long about getting easy buckets and moving the ball and working the offense and figuring out a way uh, to free up and find the open man and find the hot man uh, on a night-to-night basis as far as perimeter shooting goes, but you could defend, you could play the best defense uh, in the world, and and still, if you shoot 9 of 43 from three-point range like the Magic did on Friday night, you're going to struggle to win games, and again, giving up 122 points to the Mavericks, no, that's that's not ideal, but things have a way of sort of um, of sort of you know mushroom clouding when you're not putting the ball in the basket. And so the defense, you can't play 48 minutes of completely stout defense. At some point, you gotta you gotta sort of ease uh, the burden on your defense by knocking down some shots. And so if the it's a match going to shoot 21 percent from three point range, then it's going to be a long final rest of the season here, the last six weeks or so of the season. they got to figure out a way to put the ball in the basket, and that's been the biggest bugaboo so far for this team this year. Meanwhile, Brooklyn is playing pretty well. They find out last week they won't have Kyrie Irving for the remainder of the season. He's going to have shoulder surgery and get that cleared up. But the Nets aren't saying, you know, okay, we'll just pack it in, season's over. No, they've uh, they've been winning games as of late. They've won three of four, they've won five of seven, and they're getting good contributions up and down the bench from guys like Harris Levert. Uh, Timothy Luau Cabarro had 21 points the other night, say that name three times fast. Um, but it's still a lot of the same usual suspects from last year from that Playoff run with D'Angelo Russell last year. You know, you're talking Jared Allen is a really good interior defender. Spencer Dinwiddie has turned himself into one of the best guards uh, in the league. And they do have, uh, you know, Torian Prince. They've just got a bunch of solid players. And they're a really good defensive team. Coach Cliff talked about that this morning uh, at shoot-around. This is Cliff uh, on the Brooklyn Nets defense and then on what his team needs to do to get back on the right track offensively. They've been, um, I mean, they're ninth in defense. You know, they've been good defensively all year. And, um, you know, so I think that's been, uh, they've been, um, I mean, they're ninth in defense. You know, they've been good defensively all year. And, um, you know, so I think that's been, uh, you know, a, a strength of theirs. Um they play well, you know, like I got a chance to watch quite a bit of film. I think their defense is just good. They they have good size in the paint. Um, you know, they have good overall size and, and they do different things. You know, they're going to be dropping, they're going to be switching, um, but their defense is good. That kind of defense, what do you want to see your offense do? Well, it's the same thing. I mean, you know, you, you, again, you know, there's certain things obviously you're going to try to go at. I mean, I'm not going to share that here, but. You know, you got to, this time of year, you got to play your game, you know. So, I mean, for us, nothing's going to change. Is We're best when, you know, we're inside out like every other team. Um, the fundamentals that go in that, we play with better force, um, and our pace is good. So, you know, that's not going to change game to game. Yeah, and, and when you're talking about getting the offense going, um, so, you know, against a team like Brooklyn, it can be kind of difficult. They are a good defensive team, and, and they're very solid. Uh, sort of top to bottom defensively, and Kenny Atkinson has done a great job with that group. But I think it's time to see Markel Fultz establish himself and take over the offense a little bit more. He will be back tonight, uh, missed the fourth quarter on Friday night. He had uh, calf cramps, and but he was, I mean, he was initiating all of the offense on Friday night as the Magic got going. When they do get going, um, you know, you got to have perimeter jumpers falling, obviously, from the guys, um, you know, the likes of, uh, of Terrence Ross and Evan Fournier, and Evan was outstanding 
by the way, on Friday night. But I think moving forward, I mean, Markel finished, he played 25 minutes on Friday, and he finished with 14 points and 9 assists and 2 turnovers. We're seeing him sort of step into that role as, you know, I'm going to be the primary creator for this team. And there are going to be some growing pains because you have some very established offensive players like Vooch, like Evan Fournier, like Terrence Ross when he's on the floor with Markel. Um, and, and Markel's got to figure out where those guys' uh, spots are, where they like it. Uh, where they like the ball to be fed to him, how to run a pick and roll and, and find that pocket pass with a guy like Vooch. But Markel is, I mean, we're seeing incremental increases in his game and what he's able to do offensively. And I think that next step, when this Magic team finally gets over the hump, I think it's going to be because the ball is in Markel Fultz's hands and he's initiating that offense, attacking the basket, getting into the paint, collapsing defenses, and then like Cliff said, playing inside out and if you're going to knock down a perimeter jumper, uh, a good way to do it is to get an open look. And one of the best ways the Magic can get open looks on the perimeter is with Markel penetrating, kicking out, uh, and then you got to swing the ball around the perimeter. It's not always the first pass on that inside-out action. Uh, you know, swing it around the perimeter and get the defenses scrambling, and then you'll get some good looks. It's a big game tonight. The Magic already 1-0 against the Brooklyn Nets so far this season. They can win the season series if they get the W tonight. They're creeping behind the Brooklyn Nets, hoping for that 7 seed in the Eastern Conference. Two and a half back right now, so certainly a big one tonight. My name is Jake Chapman. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of Magic Drive Time right here, 96.9 The Game. Our magic never compromise on the court. And magic fans don't have to compromise when it comes to diamonds, engagement rings, and fine jewelry. You always get more at International Diamond Center. IDC is Florida's leading jeweler, recognized statewide for excellence in every category, selection, value, and trust. And that's why we've been named exclusive jeweler of the Orlando Magic again this year. So come visit one of our eight showrooms across the state or 24-7 at shopidc.com forward slash go magic. International Diamond Center, where magic fans shop for jewelry. Make your Disney dreams come true. Support the Orlando Magic Youth Foundation and enter for your chance to win one of two unforgettable experiences. You could spend a magical night in the Cinderella Castle Suite or explore Star Wars Galaxy's Edge on a private tour with a Walt Disney Imagineer. Both once-in-a-lifetime experiences come complete with round-trip flights to Orlando. Visit wineauctionorlando.com Disney to enter now. Your Disney adventure awaits.